Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Today my focus is defining satsang, an introduction to satsang, a Hindi term that means spiritual association. We are influenced by the company that we keep. We are influenced by the books we read, the quotes we see online, the people we associate with. We are influenced by the company that we keep, and this can be either a tremendous distraction or we can benefit spiritually by consciously aware choices on how to approach the subject of influence, association, how we allow those influences into our lives. With an advanced spiritual path, there is a kind of paradox. People don't see what they haven't comprehended yet. The universe tends to reflect back to us the state of consciousness that we're already at. So something more advanced seems unseen, seems invisible to us. As it says in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you must be ready to accept the possibility that there is a limitless range of awareness for which we now have no words. That awareness can expand beyond the range of ego, self, the familiar identity, beyond everything we have learned, beyond our notions of space and time, beyond the differences which usually separate people from one another, and beyond the world that we know of. Satsang, an introduction to satsang, spiritual influence, finding your spiritual path, finding your spiritual community of kindred souls, spiritual guidance, how we approach the subject of learning, learning new things and associating with others that have that same goal in mind. Over the years, I've noticed that sometimes people who are seeking the wisdom of the masters also are very open to a wide variety of spiritual paths and practices and there is a kind of distraction the internet can be a wonderful thing i was just uploading some books online and providing links you know adding some new books to my e-library which is sort of the old academic approach to the internet a place to share knowledge with the rest of the world but the Internet is also a place of distractions. What are the influences we let into our lives? Don't let your mind drown in the eclectic world of New Age spiritual quotes on the Internet. So many paths, so many religions, so little time. It's been my observation that in the category of spiritual teachings, influences, and motivation, that serious seekers of master wisdom, the level of the path of the masters, must make the teachings of the masters their top priority, their primary focus, not some afterthought, not some minor curiosity a few times a year. Otherwise we just end up hopelessly distracted and not properly motivated to seek initiation, to follow the guidance of the masters, or 
to do our meditation if we're drowning in spiritual quotes on the internet, tugging our soul in various directions, arrows pointing in different directions, instead of down a specific highway in a specific direction. We're just weaving from lane to lane, almost ending up in the ditch or in the breakdown lane. A certain amount of focus, a certain amount of direction is required for the true spiritual seeker. Our minds may drown in feel-good, syrupy passages, hallmark card wisdom about stuff we already know, or ain't so, or doesn't matter whether true or not, or may seem harmless, and yet provides us with no destination. And by being distracted, by not really being focused on a specific path with a specific goal, a direction to go in, we just end up getting talked out of our spiritual dreams and yearnings. It becomes a means of forgetfulness, spiritual slumber and distraction, rather than satsang, uh, an association that pulls us up to a higher level. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the three levels of satsang, Kirpal Singh's instruction for holding satsang, an introduction to the concept of satsang, or association, spiritual guidance. We are influenced by the company that we keep that can either draw us up to a higher level or drag us down. Garbage in, garbage out. Be the snooze or be the change. Take the proverbial matrix red pill or the blue. Who you let influence your thoughts and into your life is up to you. The following is titled Honor Your Present Lifetime by Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. My dear daughter, I will repeatedly ask you to honor your present lifetime and try your best to raise yourself toward your own spiritual home. As soon as you reach the first stage of your journey, you will notice the wonderful spiritual scenes there which will fill your heart with happiness and gratefulness to the Holy Father. After getting through your daily domestic work, always concentrate your thoughts or attention inward and upward. It will refresh your mind and will, will remove the fatigue of the whole day, and the hidden mysteries will be open to you. Our Satguru is always ready to help you and is doing the best for you. Anytime you meet any resistance in your way, you may write for its explanation with best wishes for yourself. Yours affectionately, Samwan Singh, Hazur Baba. Samwan Singh, the great master of Bayas, telling this initiate, this disciple, that if they have further questions, they may write anytime to their spiritual teacher. In this case, it was Hazur Baba Samwan Singh who also said, we should all seek truth for the sake of truth. Truth is valuable indeed. It is the only thing we should run after. It is not the property of any country, 
religion or person, but everyone, irrespective of caste, creed or country, is entitled to it. It is within everybody, just as water is present under all soils, and those who toil and dig for it get their lands irrigated and succeed in raising crops. Similar is the case with spiritual seekers after truth. They will surely get it if they toil for it. They have only to seek it within themselves. Swamiji Maharaj in Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry says, Why flounder on this side of the eye focus? Peep into the opening of the third eye and cross over. Learn the technique from a master, dear friend. Without his help, this door will not open. Practice that technique with love and devotion or bhakti. Conquer your mind and take your soul across into sahaj, the natural state of the soul. The soul will then advance with the help of shab, the sound current, to a place where a stream of nectar constantly flows. Rumi once said, You think of yourself as a citizen of the universe. You think you belong to this world of dust and matter. Out of this dust you have created a personal image and have forgotten about the essence of your true origin. Isn't that amazing? And so through meditation we can transcend that mundane, personal image and come into a state of self-realization. Live from our soul in this body instead of thinking of ourselves as having a soul. We come to the realization that we are soul and we have a body. We have a mind, but we are soul. The soul is no longer misplaced or lost. We are speaking directly from the vantage point of the soul. Satsang, associating with eternal truth. This is the process of transformation. This is how we transition from where we've been to where we need to be along the spiritual journey. One major customer mode of practice, according to the saints, including Sant Telsidas, is called satsang, the association of realized saints. Satsang means associating with eternal truth as well as association with God, and to some extent is comparable to church or temple or meet-up, but not in any institutional sense. A saying of Jesus in the New Testament actually provides a good definition of this spiritual gathering called satsang. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. When devotees or initiates of a spiritual master gather together in his name for worship, instruction, and meditation, the masters teach there is a kind of spiritual charge or energy, a stronger manifestation of the loving presence of God, 
and a kind of communion of saints past and present. Satsang is an experience of spiritual community, an opportunity to be uplifted by the collective energy of our brothers and sisters on the path, for we are influenced by the company that we keep. Devotees make this a time and place for spiritual remembrance, and this helps to keep us on the path in this world of forgetfulness and sleep. The format of satsang can include a spiritual discourse, guidance about following the teachings of the masters. It might include a recording of a master giving a talk, readings from the writings of the masters, the recitation or singing of hymns, mystic poetry, banis, bhajans, or kirtans, and meditation practice is part of the format of satsang, a silent group meditation. It's considered a great blessing if a genuine spiritual master or sant satguru conducts the satsang in person. The effect of satsang is that of divine remembrance. Thus, with such a spiritual boost, encouragement, and support for one's spiritual journey, those who attend satsang are much more likely to stay on the path and put in effort into their daily spiritual practice at home. Maharishi Mehi says, Dear seekers, each day strive to do both kinds of satsang, inner and outer. Outer satsang is listening to the teachings of great saints and studying the sacred texts. Inner satsang is the practice of one-pointed meditation. Without the association of great saints, there is neither discourse of the divine nor the understanding of the scriptures. Without these two, selfish attachment does not loosen its grip, and without dispelling attachment to the world, one cannot attain the realm of the divine and the true devotion that is essential to realize the Supreme Being, says Sant Tulsidas. As Kabir once said, discord and delusion can be removed by the power of the association with saints. For those who associate with saints, suffering dissolves and they will remain immersed in joy. Joy arises from noble company and pain arises from association with the ungodly, says Kabir. Go to the place where saints dwell and their association is possible. As one mystic from India said, by association with a pure soul, the mind becomes pure and the darkness of, of attachment is dispelled. In attending to these quotes from different saints, it becomes clear that satsang is vital and very necessary for any serious spiritual seeker. Now, there are three different levels of satsang described in the teachings of Santmat, and it's nice that someone 
has translated this into English and is sharing this with Westerners uh, because those who study the teachings of spiritual masters from India who live outside of India have a kind of disadvantage. You know, there's not likely to be an ashram nearby for attending a daily satsang. Uh, and a lot of writings are not available in English. And so it's very easy to be out of the loop and not fully understanding the meaning of things. The word satsang has three different levels of meaning. The three levels of satsang. The word satsang is comprised of two words, sat and song. Sat is that which can never be destroyed. It is eternal. It is the essential element which is indestructible and beyond the limitations of time. It is truth, the eternal truth. Song means association or contact. Thus, association or coming into contact with sat or the eternal truth is satsang. As Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, whatever is truth always exists and is never non-existent. That which is non-truth has no existence whatsoever. The first level of satsang, association with God, the ultimate truth, the eternal supreme being. What is this element which is indestructible? has always been constant and will forever remain as such, that element is the supreme being of the universe. Association with this being in reality is association with truth or satsang. But what is it that would associate with this supreme being? Is it the body or the senses? The answer is that it is neither of these two. It is only apart from the body and, sense, and senses, as in the five senses that we will be able to associate with the Supreme Being. This is because it is only our soul that is an inseparable part of the Divine. It is only we, our soul, that is capable of merging with the Divine. Our individual soul is truth and also the Supreme is truth. True satsang is the unity of the soul with the Supreme Truth. It is the highest kind of satsang. However, this highest kind of satsang, unity with the divine, does not occur all of a sudden. It is a category of satsang that requires lifetimes of good actions and spiritual imprints or samskaras. So this ultimate level of satsang is association with God and is another way of describing the process of meditation, enlightenment, jiva mukti, rising above body consciousness and directly fusing with the Supreme Being. But before we get to that, we go through the other two levels of satsang to get there. The second level of satsang, association with the saints, association with the masters. Sant Tulsi Das said, The association of the saints brings association with the divine and allegiance with people who are engrossed in the world 
leads the way back to the world again and again. To attain the ultimate liberation, it is essential to have association with the saints. Saints, having realized the true form of God, become that true form. The accomplished great beings who have attained unity with the divine, who have experienced the supreme being even while living in this body, have become the supreme being. Association with these saints is the second category of satsang. After the break, I will continue describing the second level of satsang. It's not easy to find a, a master, a spiritual teacher that one, that one has a lot of trust or faith in. We'll explore this question of associating with a spiritual master or teacher. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio after the break more on this introduction to spiritual community, an introduction to satsang. Today on this Satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, a definition of Satsang. Finding a spiritual path. Finding kindred souls on the path. How we learn. How we make spiritual progress. How the path can become alive when we're not alone, when we're no longer an island. No man is an island. Birds of a feather flock together. As Rumi once said, if you want to know God, sit at the feet of the saints. What's a formless supreme being to do in order to communicate with souls, to work with souls in the cosmos? That formless supreme being creates forms of himself, herself itself, that manifest along the various different levels of creation and in this plane of creation assumes the form of living masters egoless souls that serve as a kind of conduit or link for the supreme being to work with souls here in this plane of creation the first level of satsang is associating directly with God the second level of satsang is associating with a living teacher. But who to trust? To attain ultimate liberation, it is essential to have association or satsang with the saints. Saints, having realized the true form of God, have become that form. The accomplished great beings who have attained unity with the divine, who have experienced the supreme being even while living in this body, have become the Supreme Being. They have become one with the true divine form. Association with these saints is the second category, or the second level of satsang. However, finding such a saint is no easy task. A true saint is rare and difficult to find. Blessed are those 
who have found their spiritual community, that are no longer homeless and alone, wondering if anyone else is on the same path, going through the same things that they are. Sant Tulsidas says, Without accumulation of many good deeds, one will be unable to gain the association of a great saint. When our good karmas permit, we are able to come to the experience of the association of these sentient beings. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. The impossible becomes possible. The mysteries are revealed. That which seemed hazy and out of focus all of a sudden comes into focus. A more important point is that even if we have a direct encounter with such a saint, there is the danger that we do not have the wisdom to be able to recognize a genuine sage. I've certainly noticed that before in my travels, having done a number of introductory talks over the years. Sometimes people are easily manipulated by the cult leader with their silver tongue and their apocalyptic prophecies and all the the techniques they have developed to make people follow them. But the elderly soul, who isn't charging money for anything whatsoever, who just wants to share some meditation techniques, is greeted with suspicion and racism and apprehension. And they have no crazy apocalypse to sell. They don't resort to any unethical, manipulative techniques to gain followers. And so, a more important point is that even if we have a direct encounter with such a saint, we often do not have the wisdom to be able to recognize a genuine sage. The third level of satsang association with the writings of sages and saints. In daily life, we need the guidance of a great sage or saint, even though we might encounter many so-called mahatmas or sadhus. The task of finding and identifying an accomplished guide may be difficult, no everyday thing. So, in consideration of this, how would satsang or association with a true saint be possible? The answer is, we can study the teachings of the great saints of the past because in their teaching we will find the elaboration of the truth, the universal truth. Then, this third category of satsang is that. The third level of satsang is the study of the scriptures and teachings of the saints of the ages, the saints, the path of the masters. Generally, when we speak of satsang, it is this third category that is meant. This kind of satsang includes the study of scriptures and the words and the writings of saints and prophets of the past. As we continue diligently in this third type of satsang, we accumulate the meritous karmas which will lead to the meeting with a true saint. Then we will be able to do the second category of satsang. As we continue in association with a great saint, and with the great saint's blessings, with the Sansat Guru's blessing, we will gradually begin to meditate and undertake the prescribed spiritual practices, 
the meditation techniques. By diligently practicing these disciplines, we will one day experience the first level of satsang, the association with the Supreme Being. When we have thus accomplished the highest category of satsang, our life's purpose will be fulfilled. A reading from Harmony of All Religions A few paragraphs by Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio today, the three levels of satsang, Kirpal Singh's instruction on how to organize a satsang, describing the different practices that make up a satsang meetup. After the break, we'll examine the teachings of Kirpal Singh on the subject of satsang. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Stay tuned for more after this break. Spiritual Awakening Radio today, the three levels of satsang, spiritual guidance, finding a spiritual path, a living mystic path in the world today. The three levels of satsang, a brief summary. The lowest level of satsang, the third level of satsang, is the study of scriptures, the teachings of saints of the past. Many have been at that stage, reading Gnostic Gospels or New Testament or teachings of Meister Eckhart, some mystic, saint or sage. And you wonder, after you've gone on that archaeological dig and have sifted through the sands of Egypt and discovered that some interesting people once existed and said some profound things, you wonder if there is a Church of Gnosis at the corner of Maine and Union, an association of Jan von Reisbroek or the Church of Meister Eckhart's descendants that are meeting somewhere. You start to yearn for a living path that's sort of like those scriptures you were reading and very impressed with, only that's in the world now, in this century, at this time. And blessed are those that find an answer to that question and associate with the living teacher. Learn from that teacher the meditation instructions are initiated into the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and find others, kindred souls, on the path. That's the second level of satsang. Following the meditation practices, one connects with the Supreme Being and makes this journey of ascension, journey of the soul, back to the divine, and reaches the first level of satsang, associating with the eternal truth or God. That's a summary of the three levels of satsang. Kirpal Singh's instructions for holding satsang. 
as in a spiritual gathering or meetup, to focus on the eternal truths that encompass all three of these levels of satsang, the study of scriptures or teachings of masters, associating with a living teacher, and of course, connecting with the supreme being within. Satsang, Kirpal Singh said, as the term implies, is association with sat, or truth. Satsang meetings should therefore be exclusively devoted to the discourses on sat, the truth, the eternal truth of God, which in its broader connotation includes talks on God, soul, word, relation between soul and God on the one hand, and the soul and the universe on the other, the God way or path of God realization, and the God man or spiritual master, what he is, his need and importance, and his teachings. This also includes discourses on allied topics like ethical life, love, faith, compassion, and all which makes way for the healthy and progressive development of divine life, leading to efflorence or efflorescence of spirit in cosmic awareness. The purpose of satsang, it must always be borne in mind that the actual awakening of the spirit is the work of the master power overhead. The talks and discourses are just like refresher courses which may help in the proper understanding of Santmat or the teachings of the Master on an intellectual level, for theory precedes practice. Both the initiates and non-initiates derive immense benefit from such talks. In these congregations, universal truths are brought home to all alike. A spirit of universal brotherhood on the broad basis of human beings as the children of one Supreme Father is made so as to link all with the silken bonds of love. For the initiates, these talks serve as cementing factors on the path, clarify doubts and misapprehensions, if any, for the non-initiates. Ground is prepared for an inner search which may stimulate the inquisitive mind and help the individuals in their innate craving for a way out. The highway of the masters has been, is, and ever shall remain the same for one and all. It is secular in character and everyone, whoever, can tread it. There are no turnpike gates of religion, faith, caste, color, creed, nationality or avocation. All are welcome to it, even though retaining their distinctive religious organizations, social modes of life, and use of national language, etc. For the spirit or soul in man is above them all and remains unaffected by outer pursuits. Satsang apart from rituals. The science of the soul is just like any other science or method, but more exact, more natural, more lasting, and the oldest of all the sciences. 
It is the science of realized truth directly connected with the soul and man, and should therefore be kept distinct and apart from rites and rituals, forms and ceremonies, the performance or observance of which keeps one tied down to the plane of the senses, and as such must be strictly avoided. Our discourses and talks in satsang should be confined only to explaining the science itself in lucid terms without any other embellishment like the lighting of candles, burning of incense, offering of flowers, tinkling of bells, exhibiting photographs, and the like. Even though these may appear innocent and harmless in themselves, yet seekers after truth are likely to go astray by such symbolisms and forms and may get entangled and lost. After the break, I will delve into the subject and scope of satsang. I'm sharing Instructions for Holding Satsang, a document by Sant Kripal Singh Ji, found in a book called The Way of the Saints. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. Introduction to the concept of satsang, or spiritual association, finding a living spiritual path, associating with a living master, a living teacher. The three levels of satsang and Kripal Singh's instructions for holding satsang. The focus of satsang is solely master wisdom, the teachings of the masters not other occult, not other New Age, not other types of paths or practices or controversies or conspiracy theories, all of the stuff that Maya's place has to offer, but rather it is a place for truth in one's life. The sole focus of satsang is the teachings of the masters. Instructions for Holding Satsang The Format of Satsang by Kripal Singh Subject and Scope of Satsang Kripal Singh says, For the subject of a talk, we may take up the hymns from any scripture, preferably from the masters of the sound current. It may be supplemented by apt quotations from the parallel writings of other master saints. The Holy Gospels themselves are full of such material as may fit in with such a context. The illustrations from various masters are essential so as to bring out the essential unity in the teachings of all the saints. We should not, however, discuss the practical part of the science. Unquote. Here, Kirpal Singh is saying that the specifics of meditation practice are not fully divulged in public during satsang. That's done separately at the time of one's initiation. Those things are kept fairly private between master and student or between the appointed representative of a master and those spiritual seekers being initiated into the meditation practice. So all of those details are not fully revealed in public satsangs 
are not published in books, are not on the internet. So the full mechanics of uh, the meditation practice are for those who are initiated into it, and that's easy to do, to arrange, and it's not something that's publicly divulged in full detail. Kirpal Singh, again, the subject itself should be of a non-controversial type. It must strictly refer to the spiritual science. Its exposition should be couched in terms that are loving and create a fragrant atmosphere which may have a universal appeal to the audience without hurting the feelings of anyone. The satsang should end with meditation for some time, say half an hour, in which all should take part except for an urgent and unavoidable reason. Stopping to interject, to add a footnote here, Satsang formats do vary slightly from place to place. Some actually have a meditation, a group meditation, just before the open public satsang talk begins, a gathering for meditation prior to the satsang talk. But of course, one can also have meditation at the end of satsang as well. Some variation in how this is put into practice from Location to location. Love and service is the basis of satsang. Kirpal Singh. The work of satsang should be conducted in a dignified spirit of love and service. Our thoughts, words, and deeds should radiate nothing but love and sweetness. As service precedes the science, our motto should be service before self. Extracts from Huzur's letters. Huzur Baba Sawan Singh is being quoted here by Kirpal Singh. Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. It is very beneficial for the satsangis to meet with each other. It promotes their love and faith towards each other and the Holy Master. It also gives stimulus to the spiritual exercises or meditation. It helps to clear the doubts and difficulties of other satsangis. Combined, satsang serves a useful purpose. It gives an opportunity for exchange of ideas. The satsang time is especially valuable in this, that it increases love for the master. In a large satsang, there is some advanced satsangis also who speak from their personal experiences, and this helps in developing faith in others who may come into contact with them. Meetings with the members will benefit them greatly. Meet them all with love and affection, such that even a dry, withered heart takes courage and flourishes, says Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. What's read at satsangs? Well, sometimes there are recordings. A living teacher may have a recording of video or audio talk, or one may read from his writings or the writings of past masters or recent masters. Mystic poetry, Adi Granth, Sikh scriptures, Guru Nanak, Kabir, Tulsi Das, Ravi Das, Nam Dev, countless are the lovers of the beloved, the mystic poetry, hymns and prose of the masters. It's a vast category of literature, and all of it is welcome at a true satsang. 
one may read from the writings of past masters and saints, recent masters, or a living master, better still, a living master. And this is the primary focus of satsang. My name is James Bean. This has been a satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening, focused on the teachings of the masters as it has become. This has become a kind of online satsang. Fitting into that third level of satsang described earlier, a level of satsang based on the study of scriptures and the teachings of the masters, the writings of the masters. To say hello, send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Send a text message at this number, or leave a message at this number, 508-603-9381. All the time, people make requests looking for satsang contact information in their areas of Mongolia, India, Europe, the United States, South America, Canada, Canada, could be anywhere, the UK. Send me an email or leave a text message and I can put you in touch with the nearest satsang to your location. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com or leave a text message at this number, 508-603-9381. Thanks for joining me today for Spiritual Awakening Radio.